0: Small biz. small biz. America. The Brain.
1: Our guest on this segment says, Don't hate the creditor, hate the credit game. Wayne Sanford, a.k.a. The Credit Guy, is the author of The Real World of Credit by Wayne Sanford. He joins us on the line from Allen, Texas. That's just north of Dallas. Wayne, welcome to the program. Thank you very much, David. So what do most small business owners or consumers even misunderstand about the whole subject of credit? What do we not...
2: Get. Well, there's obviously, I mean, there's so many different factors that, that are involved in your credit score. Ultimately, it's a mathematical number, and it's a very complicated mathematical number. And what I try to explain to people is uh, think of your credit, personal credit profile like a thumbprint. Every thumbprint's going to be different. So what's going to work for one may not work for the other, but there is that general rule of thumb information that floats out there.
1: mm mm-hmm. I wanted to give, for those that are not familiar, an overview of the system of credit scoring, the reporting bureaus, how they work, what FICO means, and all of the rest, if you would.
2: Okay, uh, which one do you want to handle first? (laughs) (laughs) Is there a 60,000-foot view that we can take? One of the main things that's out there, it's kind of a general formula, which is called the five factors of credit. Those factors are 35% of your general overall credit score is covered by how you pay your bills on time, obviously Mm -hmm. paying them good, paying them not good. The other 30% of it is actually your credit balance ratio, which is more important than more people even realize, even people that have higher credit scores and don't understand why their credit score is not higher. They don't have any collections, any bad information. Think of, uh, let's say you have a credit card that happens to be very low. It's only $100 limit. Well, if you own $90 on it, well, obviously that's not a lot of money. You can pay that off if need be, but the credit model looks at it as that account being 90% maxed out.
1: Yeah, the math so is they look,
2: a, yeah, it's a ratio. Yep, they look at it as percentages, not dollars.
1: How important is that piece of the entire credit profile?
2: Between that, the balance ratio portion, and then the paying bills on time accounts for 65% of your overall credit score. There it is. The two most biggest factors that you have out there. And then another one is 15% of it's actually going to be credit history. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like I have a phrase, a seasoned borrower is a strong borrower. You know, the longer you have open lines of credit, the stronger it's going to score in the model. What I always tell people is, what is a credit score? It's a three-digit number that tells somebody how you pay your bills, so it dictates payment history. The longer the payment history, the stronger the borrower. Another How, oh, t- yeah, I'm
1: sorry, sorry. I didn't mean to step in you. I thought no. you were done. Please continue.
2: No, I was going to say another 10% is, is for inquiries. People get really paranoid about inquiries. It's not as damaging as many people think because there's actually four types of inquiries. So, and ultimately, the only inquire that's really going to hurt you is when you have a third-party company um, trying to pull, you know, trying to look at you as if you're going to get in this line of credit, such as a credit card or a yeah. bank or something to that extent. Yeah. How does bankruptcy affect all of this? Uh, really, it, it is a definite big black eye. Um, obviously, we always tell people bankruptcy is really just your last chance to kind of wipe things clear if you're doing Chapter 7. Chapter 13 is obviously a payment plan, but one of the things that I try to teach people in the book is really the decisions you make today, how they're going to affect you tomorrow. It's not, yes, if you file bankruptcy and you get Chapter 7, great, you wipe everything away, fantastic. However, at the same point, how are people going to look at you one year year, five years down the road. I know a company, a large bank that's out there that you could have a 780 credit score, but if you have a nine-year-old bankruptcy, you're going to get denied.
1: Does it ever drop off your record or or the radar of lenders like the bank you mentioned?
2: Yeah. By law, um, it it can only be on your file for 10 years. Now, the negative information that's included on that bankruptcy technically only can stay on for seven years. So if you file bankruptcy and had 10 items on your credit seven years from now, those seven items will fall off, but the bankruptcy itself will not fall off officially for 10 years. Okay, so
1: it's a 10-year window that you're living with if you have to, and it's a last resort, as you say.
2: Correct. Even after they file bankruptcy, a good rule of thumb is trying to establish positive history right off the bat. I've consulted some people that after two years of building their credit, their 690 credit score after bankruptcy.
1: Yeah, interesting. And I know that's possible. I've talked to others that have done the same. Name. We're visiting with Wayne Sanford. He's the author of The Real World of Credit by Wayne Sanford, the website www.waynethecreditguy.com. And let's talk a little bit about business credit versus personal credit. What are your views on segmenting credit?
2: It's, it's, well, now with the new reforms coming out with some of the new credit laws, the problem concerning business credit is that was not addressed. So the only thing that was addressed was personal credit, and what you get is a lot of people use their personal credit to usually fund the business credit. Business credit banks right now are doing what's called a liquid score, which is actually a combination of personal credit and business credit into their own little formula. Mm. But ultimately, like I tell every small business owner, if you are not a making $1 million a year type of bank, you have to personally guarantee everything. You have to PG it, as it's called, which means that if your company doesn't pay the bill, you personally will pay the bill. And that's why your personal credit really has to be as best as possible, at least 680 to 700 because ultimately you are that business, and they're going to look at your personal credit report to say, this is how he pays his personal bills, so how is he going to pay his business bills?
1: Yeah, it's an indication of of behavior, Mm -hmm. and it carries across, particularly for a small business. So the threshold's about a million or under in top top line?
2: Give or take. I mean, obviously every bank is going to be different, and it just seems they're constantly changing a new rule here and there internally. But it's a good, solid rule of thumb.
1: When you're in business, is there a good kind of debt versus a bad kind of debt? Uh,
2: Well, the running joke is no debt is the best, but... (laughs) 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 Um, You know, it's kind of funny when people want to go for a loan because they have a great idea, they know they can make a ton of money, and then of course the bank is gonna ask you that question. Well, what do you have for collateral? And obviously the joke is, well, if I had collateral, I wouldn't need you. Yes. And you know, it just seems banks are always willing and wanting to lend money to people that don't need it, as opposed to the people that do need it. Um, you have people that are angel investors out there, people that are willing to come up with the money, but they may want controlling interest of your in, of your business. So it's it's kind of a rough situation to deal with. Like I tell everyone, it's best really if you need to, if you can work out of your home to start. Phase number two is don't expand too quickly. Don't go to get that office where you have to buy a phone system, just all, all the expenses that occur. Move into an executive suite. You get the advantages of a, a full-blown office while only paying a minimal amount. That is probably one of the best advice I could give any new business owner.
1: I love that idea, particularly mm-hmm. in a world where so many of us are moving zeros and ones around rather than actual product. But even then, when there's product, there are ways to um, outsource, virtualize, uh, etc., as you suggested there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about the banking environment. Well, you're in Texas. Texas is sort of known for being a little bit more uh, buoyant than maybe other areas. But what are you seeing when you talk to small business owners and and even the consumers or other people that you you coach and counsel around all this? What are you seeing in terms of the the behavior of banks and and the loosening of credit?
2: Well, if you watch TV and you hear them talking about how the market's getting better then a week and a half later, they'll say it's been the worst it's ever been for that month. It's it's kind of (laughs) funny. yes. You know, I mean, with with so many news stations going on, it seems that they're almost making up news at one point. Uh, Texas, obviously, has been insulated than most of the country, although, hey, we have our problems here, too. What I've personally seen is, you know, just like five years ago, my dog could have qualified for a mortgage. And now, you know, you have to have more money in the bank and be top of the line to be able to even try to get a mortgage. And it's going to stay like that. My personal opinion, of course, for at least another year and a half, where I don't really see the uh, the credit lines really being loosened for another two years.
1: Okay, so and, and two different subjects there. one about the mortgage piece, but also about small business loans or uh, other types of loans. Uh, are they pretty much running on that similar schedule?
2: Uh, I, once again, obviously, just my opinion. I know that when yeah. the uh, the credit card reform act came in, I know that I believe there was a senator from Hawaii that was trying to push for getting businesses and included in that type of reform, and there is something that's supposed to uh, not be heard until December, Mm -hmm. but unfortunately, a majority of the other senators are looking at businesses being completely different from personal, so unfortunately, from business lines of credit, eh, you know, it's even from fees, the way I look at it, and just like any business will, if you're losing on one end, you make up for it on the other, and unfortunately, I think the business portion will be uh, taking the brunt of that.
1: Yeah, it's just kind of a zero-sum idea They need to make it back somewhere else, so they they figure out how to do that, and they work around.
2: Well, that's just like I tell people when it comes to identity theft. You know, people are getting their cards stolen constantly, but you don't see these credit card companies really um, filing charges against these people. It's easier just to write it off and just pass along the interest charges to the consumers. Not fun, but it is what it is.
1: (laughs) Wayne Sanford, when you talk about how the credit system treats us in the real world, what are you meaning when you say it that way?
2: One of the things that I try to explain to people is, you know, we live in two worlds, the real world and the perfect world. Here's how it's supposed to happen. Like a perfect example is I always tell my clients, look, I don't advocate you not paying your bills. If I have a couple that's coming to me, they're trying to – they have two children, they want to move into a home so the kids can play in the backyard – We're geared towards, you know, when you hear somebody, let's say, wins the lottery, other than going to Disneyland, what do they usually want to do? They want to pay their bills. Well, the older an account gets, and this is just unfortunately the reality of it, the older an account gets, the less and less it actually affects your credit score. So if you have an account that's five years old, the odds are that it's not really affecting your score as much as you may think. In two years, it's going to fall off whether you pay the money or not. doesn't mean that there won't be people still collecting and asking you for that money, but it legally can't stay on your credit. If you pay that five-year-old bill, even though you're doing something positive, which is paying it, you're actually paying on a derogatory or a negative. So I go back to the old days of high school. What's a negative times a positive? It's a negative. This will actually, by paying that five-year-old debt, it will now show up as a paid collection, but will stay on your credit for seven more years.
1: Wow, so the way the system works is it actually flags it and brings it back into the spotlight, doesn't it?
2: Pretty much, yeah. I mean, in Hmm. essence, really, the credit system is designed to penalize you for doing the quote-unquote right thing. And like I tell everyone, I don't advocate you not paying your bills, but if you are trying to get that home, let's let's analyze your file and see what we can do to help you get into that home. And then from that point, once you're in the home that you wanted, then put together a plan so you can actually start paying back that debt that you want to pay.
1: Wayne, you're involved in the real estate markets there in Texas, aren't you? Uh,
2: A tiny bit, yeah. Well, I have investors coming to me all the time, real estate people, mortgage people, so I've been forced to learn.
1: Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. I just wanted to get your uh, insights on sort of, let's just say the the pulse of transactions in your area anyway. You're just north of Dallas.
2: It's actually pretty decent. Um, There are some good deals floating around, but then at the same time, too, there are deals that certain banks will just take forever to deal with. I mean, obviously, right now, everyone thinks, oh, I want to buy a foreclosure, I can get a great deal. And people don't realize foreclosure is kind of like, you know, going to the store and buying that as is, you know, that final sale. So you buy it, and then you find out something wrong, it's an as is purchase finally,
1: as we wind up this uh, chapter, I wanted to check in with you on the tips you have about spotting the scammers. W- what kinds of scams are you talking about? Uh,
2: well, well, like I said, on the website com, one of the biggest things, and I just got off, to, uh, off the phone with the loan officer a little while ago with a very large, large nationwide bank, and unfortunately he gets people that actually, and this blew my mind when I heard this earlier, during the course of a credit repair person yeah. um, inquiring to them to say, okay, well, here's how I can help you and most of the time when you're dealing with needing to get your credit worked on it becomes an emotional purchase logic goes out the window when you bring emotions in. and these Some of these people are actually trained to find out how much money you have in the bank, and lo and behold, what a coincidence, that's the price of their program. Charging 1500 to $2,000, which boggles my brain. And unfortunately, that's just ripping you off. When you see the words, and that's why I have right on the front page, spot the scams, money back guarantee. I even, even saw one that said satisfaction guarantee. How in the world can you guarantee someone satisfaction? It's really you
1: know I mean? not
2: attainable, yeah. And then if you actually read the fine print, which is the reason why you have to use a magnifying glass, it'll actually state, oh, well, if we remove, let's say your name, David, was spelled wrong four times. They deem that removing that incorrect spelling is worth a $100 per line. So they can remove four different things that has nothing to do with your credit score and your credit profile, yet they deem that as $400 worth.
1: Are there valid and good folks to work with on uh, credit repair?
2: There are several good people out there. However, there's also a lot of bad ones out there. In the book, it actually has all the different states and the consumer agencies that you can contact directly to find out if there's any complaints, anything, any uh, any of the state agencies keeping their eye on certain companies. People, you want to do your research. Double-check. I tell everyone, Google my name, Wayne Sanford, and the word credit. I do articles for AOL Finance, Yahoo Finance, Fox Business that kind of stuff. I love it. Now, does that mean that we can do what we say we can do? Of course not. But if everyone had that, well, then they would. I love it. Great. But you got to watch.
1: Great resource. WayneTheCreditGuide.com is the website, the book, The Real World of Credit by Wayne Sanford. He's been joining us from just north of Dallas in Allen, Texas. Wayne, thanks for joining us. We'll do it again.
2: Thank you, David. Small Biz America. The Brain. Online at SmallBizAmerica.com. Small Biz. Small biz America.